0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Many times in our life, we wait for certain things. For example, we may wait or looking forward to finish our school, or looking forward to find a job, or to find a spouse or looking forward to get healed from a disease or looking forward that God may give us a child. And the same thing in ministry. Sometimes we are looking forward for many things. For example, for a return of a certain lost sheep. Or maybe we look forward to change the class in which I am serving or to change the church in which I am serving or to get elevated to a certain position in the service or to be assigned certain assignment in service. Many 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 things actually. And all of the time we are looking forward for something, waiting for something. But there is a virtue that will help all of us when either in our life or in our ministry when we are looking forward or waiting for something to happen. This virtue is called waiting for the Lord. Waiting for the Lord. In Isaiah chapter 40, starting from verse 29, he got gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, He increases strength. God is powerful, but God doesn't use the power against us. Rather, He uses His power to empower us. He gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, He increases strength. So if you feel that you are weak or weak means you have some strength but you are weak but there is another level there is no strength, there is no might at all even those who have no strength and have no might at all God increases strength to them Then verse 30 Even the youth, the youth who do not wait for the Lord, so the youth who trust, youth here represent people who trust their own ability, trust their own power, I am youth, I'm strong. So the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. Many times we find youth all of a sudden die utterly full, faint and be weary. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength, shall renew their strength, even when they get old in age. But they will renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. What does it mean to wait for the Lord? Especially, many verses teaches us that waiting for the Lord will never actually disappoint us. As we read in Isaiah twenty-five and verse nine, and it will be said in that day, Behold, this is our God. We have waited for Him, and He will save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for Him, and we will be glad and rejoice in His salvation. So this is our God. When you wait on Him, He will save us. When you wait on Him, He will make you happy. We will rejoice, and we will be glad in His salvation. Isaiah 26 and verse 8 Because of this experience Yes, in the way of your judgment, O Lord We have waited for you So I am applying your judgment I am applying your commandment I am living according to your commandment And I am waiting for the promises The desire of our soul is for your name and for the remembrance of you. That is the desire of my soul. Your name and the remembrance of you. Here we know that when you wait, God will give you strength. When you wait for the Lord, God listens to you. And when you wait for Him, God will give you strength. In Psalm 40 and verse 1 I waited patiently for the Lord and He inclined to me and heard my cry So when you wait for God, God will listen to you I waited patiently, patiently for the Lord and He inclined to me and heard my cry. That's why sometimes they give us this spiritual exercise. After we pray, you need actually to train yourself to be in silence for a few moments or a few minutes to hear the answer of the Lord. Sometimes we pray and once we finish our prayer we leave our inner room immediately. It's like you go to your boss and you give him application or appeal request, and once you finish your appeal or your application, before he answers you, you leave. And then you complain that he did not answer you. But the fact he wants to talk to you, but we left. That's why the Psalm 40, verse 1 teaches us, we need to wait, I have waited patiently for the Lord, and He inclined to me and heard my cry. Sometimes we need to say with Samuel, speak Lord, for your servant is listening. Many times we make our prayer monologue, I speak only. But in order for the prayer to be dialogue, then you speak and train yourself to be silent in order to listen to the voice of God. In Hosea chapter 12 and verse 6, it says, So you, by the help of your God, return, observe mercy and justice, And wait on your God continually. Wait on your God continually. So we can define the believers. They are a simply or a group of people who are waiting for the Lord. That's the definition of the believers. Group of the people waiting for the Lord. As we read in the Gospel of Luke chapter 12 and verse 36 You yourselves be like men who wait for their master. So this definition is given by the Lord. You like men who wait for their Lord when He will return from the wedding, that when He comes and knocks, they may open to him immediately. So the assembly of the believers are a group of people waiting for the bridegroom to return. So we are ready for, for his return. And when he comes and knocks on my heart, they may open to him immediately. Blessed are those servants whom the master, when he comes Find watching, watching means waiting for Him, waiting for Him. Blessed are those servants. So, what are you waiting for? Are you waiting for compliment? Are you waiting for raise? Are you waiting for marriage? Are you waiting for a vacation? What actually are you waiting for? If I ask you right now, what are you waiting for? Who among us can say, I am waiting for the Lord? That is the desire of my soul. I am waiting for Him. Sometimes when we wait for earthly things, we will be disappointed. Because not all the time what we wait for will happen. Maybe I will wait for a raise and I never get it. Maybe I will I am waiting for a compliment, I will never get it. And Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 12 speaks about people who are waiting for the wrong things. He who deferred makes the heart sick. Hope deferred. What does it mean hope deferred? When you are hoping for something, waiting for something, but you did not get it, this will make your heart sick. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when the desire comes, it's a tree of life. If you wait for God, the desire will come. He will never disappoint you. But if you wait for wrong things, you will be disappointed and your heart will be sick. St. Paul was in prison. If he waited to be released from the prison, maybe he will be disappointed. He didn't know whether even they gonna execute him, kill him or release him. That's why he decided not to wait for the people Not to wait for innocence, but to wait for the Lord That's why in Philippians chapter 1 and verse 20 He said, according to my earnest expectation and hope That in nothing I shall be ashamed So he was waiting for God And because he was waiting for God, he knows that he will not be ashamed. And he explained, what will happen to me? If they're going to kill me, well, I have desire to depart and be with Christ. This is far better. If they're going to keep me here, I will praise him and continually praise him. If they're going to release me, I will go to my ministry. So I am hoping for God That's why I know I will not be ashamed In Habakkuk chapter 2 And verse 3 For the vision is yet for an appointed time But at the end it will speak And it will not lie Though it tarries, wait for it because it will surely come, it will not tear. So when you wait for God, even if it tarries, if it takes some time, but wait for it, wait for the Lord. Because it will surely come. Promises of God will surely come, it will not tear. The church actually reminds us, in every prayer, either Igbe or Divine Liturgy, what we should be looking for. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the come. That's what every believer should be looking for. Are we honest or we lie to ourselves? Are we looking for the resurrection of the dead? and the life of the age to come? Is this your hope? Is this what you are looking for? Is this like St. Paul when he said I have a desire to depart and be with Christ? This is uh, far better or, or not. In Psalm 130 and verse 5 and we pray this psalm every night in the 12th hour of the day. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits, and in his word I do hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch the morning. Yes, more than those who watch for the morning. Are you waiting for God all the day long? This psalm, according to the translation, that we found in the Igbiya in the 12th hour, first psalm in the 12th hour. My soul has hoped in the Lord from the morning watch till night. So I am waiting for God for morning watch till night. From the morning watch, let Israel hope in the Lord. So every night when you pray this psalm, are you lying to yourself or you are honest? How many of us can say truly and honestly from the morning watch till night I am waiting for the Lord? Are we waiting for Him or not? If we are not waiting for Him Psalm 27 which actually we prayed in the first hour of the day. The Lord is my light and my salvation. In this psalm, there is commandment at the end of the psalm. Wait for the Lord. Be of good cheer and let your heart be strengthened and wait for the Lord. If you are unhappy, if you are disappointed, change your focus. Instead of waiting for anything earthly, change your focus, and wait for the Lord. What will happen? You will be of good cheer, your heart will be strengthened. Wait for the Lord, be of good cheer, and let your heart be strengthened, and wait for the Lord. Also, in Psalm 37 and verse 7, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him If you don't have rest, wait for the Lord Wait patiently for Him Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him Do not fret because of Him who prospers in His way Because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass So if there is another person who has using wicked schemes and he is advanced more than me. He is promoted more than me. Don't fret because of him, but rest in the Lord. Rest, be happy in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Also in Psalm 5, which also prayed in the first hour of the Igbeya, in verse 3, in the morning, My voice you shall hear in the morning, O Lord, in the morning I will direct it to you and I will look up or I will wait for the Lord. I will wait for the Lord. Waiting for the Lord means to trust Him. Waiting for the Lord means to hope in Him. To hope in what is heavenly, not in what is earthly to hope in the eternal life. Lazarus, this poor man, if he was hoping one day to be rich like the rich man, his heart would be sick, because hope deferred makes the heart sick. But he was waiting for the Lord. And then, after he died, and he went to the paradise, God said, He suffered. That's why, now, He will be glorified. If we go back to Isaiah chapter 40, He tells us that waiting for the Lord will give you strength. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Shall renew their strength. So, why should I wait for the Lord? Number one, He is the only one who rose from the dead Can you tell me about any person rose by his own power from the dead? No one The only one is the Lord Jesus Christ So when I wait for Him I am waiting for the strongest person I am waiting for the Almighty. I am waiting for the more powerful, that he will never actually use his power against me. Rather, he will use the power to empower me. He gives his strength to the weak. Those who have no might, he increases his strength. Wait for the Lord. Because he is the king of peace No one can give you peace except him When the Lord says, my peace I give to you My peace I leave with you When he utters these words Every anxiety, every worry will be removed completely from our heart It's totally different than when I tell you peace be with you. When I tell you this, it's just words. But when the Lord says, peace be with you, then these words are so powerful. That's why when St. Paul tried to describe the peace of God, he said, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. He couldn't find any description to this peace. That's why he said, it surpasses all understanding That's why you need to wait for the Lord Because He is uh, the King of Peace Wait for the Lord Because He told us Don't depart from Jerusalem until you receive power from on high He sent the Holy Spirit to give us power it is the spirit of mind. It is the spirit of power. He vested us with the Holy Spirit. He make us a dwelling place for the Holy Spirit in order to be powerful. Yes, those who will wait for the Lord, they will renew His strength. He sent us the Holy Spirit in order to empower us. Wait for the Lord. Because when we worship him, we get his strength and power. Being his children, we were new strengths, we'll be powerful. As St. Paul said, God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but he gave us a spirit of power. When we pray, we receive power. That's why David said, I lifted up my eyes to the mountains from which I get my help mountains because the temple was in the mountain and lifted up my eyes to the mountain means in prayer and I will get my help through prayer One of the beautiful description about how prayer and worshiping the Lord give us power in Psalm 484 from verse 5 to 7 It says, Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They will still be praising you. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you. Whose heart is set on pilgrimage. What does it mean? His heart is set on pilgrimage. His heart is set on going to your church. Pilgrimage? Because at that time there was only one temple in Jerusalem. So going to Jerusalem is pilgrimage. Going to Jerusalem to worship God. So he's saying, Blessed is the man whose strength is in you. Why? Because whose heart is set on pilgrimage? They pass through the valley of Baka Baka means weeping They make it a spring The rain also covers it with pools They go from strength to strength Each one appears before God and Zion If the valley of Baka means either weeping the tears of repentance or the tears of joy because I'm going to the house of the Lord and because of these tears, repentance and joy they will make the spring they go from strength to strength so they will increase strength each one appears before God in Zion That is actually, when we come to worship, when we come to pray, they will go from strength to strength. You know the story of Gideon, when he went to the war, and the people was so afraid, so fearful, to go to the war before the Midianites. The number of the enemy was countless. And Gideon had 32,000. And 32,000 was a very small number if we compare it to the Midianites. And Gideon didn't know what to do. So he prayed to God. So the Lord said to Gideon, the people who are with you are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands. I'm sure Gideon was surprised. God, they are countless and we are 32,000. And you say they are too many? He said yes, they are too many. You know why? lest Israel claim glory for itself against me, saying my own hand have saved me if they go with this number, maybe they will say my hand saved me so proclaim in the hearing of the people saying whoever is fearful and afraid, let him turn and depart at once from Mount Gilead so Gideon, who was waiting for God he obeyed. And how many left? 22,000. And how many remained? 10,000. If Gideon was not waiting for the Lord, he would have said that I'm not going to this war. You read 22,000 to leave. And now he has 10,000. But to his surprise, the Lord said to Gideon, the people are still too many. 10,000 said, too many? Yes. Bring them down to the water and I will test them for you there. To decide who will go and who will not go. And then at the end, the 10,000 reduced to how many persons? Do you know how many? 300. So God said to Gideon, by the 300 men who lapped I will save you and deliver the Midianites into your hand. Let all the other people go, every man to his place. And God saved Gideon and Israel by only 300 persons. Because as we read in Zechariah, Not by our power, not by our strength, but by his spirit, says the Lord. Those who wait for the Lord will renew strength. You know why? Because His love toward us is so powerful. And His love toward us empowers us. As we read in Song of Solomon chapter 8. For love is as strong as death. Many waters cannot quench love nor can the floods drown it. So, because his love is so strong, that's why I will wait for the Lord, knowing that if I wait for him, I will renew his strength. You know why I will wait for the Lord? Because he told us, I will give you authority to trample upon serpents and scorpions, and nothing will hurt you. God told us, I will give you authority to trample on serpent and scorpions and nothing will hurt you. And I'm sure all of you, you know, the bite of a serpent or a bite of scorpion is deadly. It's deadly. These are the two deadly bites, scorpion and serpent. But He gave us authority. I will wait for the Lord because His joy is my strength As we read in Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10 The joy of the Lord is your strength The joy of the Lord is your strength So I will wait for Him because His joy is my strength I will wait for Him for His many many beautiful promises. For example, in John 12, 26 If anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. Isn't it beautiful? Who are serving the Lord, who are servants. And God said, If anyone serves me, where I am, there my servant will be also. So we will be in the same place where he is. Not only that, but the Father will honor us because we are serving the Lord. If anyone serves me, him, my Father will honor. Yes, truly, we need to wait for the Lord because of his promises. In Matthew, chapter 10, another beautiful promise, in verse 42, he told us, And whoever gives one of these little ones only a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple, assuredly I say to you, he shall by no means lose his reward. So if you give just a cup of cold water to one the brethren of the Lord, you will not lose this reward. So God will remember even a cup of water you give it to somebody. That's why we wait for the Lord, because the Lord actually gave us beautiful promises. Another promise in First Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Your labor, your service, the time you spend in visitation, the time you spend in preparing the lesson, the time you spend in praying for your class, the time you spend in looking for a lost sheep, Your labor is not in vain in the Lord. My beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So, going back to our verse from Isaiah chapter 40, now understand when he said those who wait on the Lord shall renew strength they shall mount up with wings like eagles what does it mean? they shall mount up with wings like eagle eagle is a symbol of the permanent and the renewed youth as we read in Psalm 103 verse 5 who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles your youth will be renewed like the eagles so eagle here is a symbol of youth strength, renewed youth Continuously will be like the youth Then what is the amount of wings like eagle Let me explain to you the story of the eagle wings You know when the eagle gives birth to little eagles The nest usually they put it on the tip of mount and then they put the nest among thorns and the small eagles live in this nest among thorns then the mother hit the nest with her wing so all the small eagles will be dropped from the mountain now they need to survive. So they start to stretch their wings and they try to fly in order not to fall down and die. And the mother actually looks for the small eagles. Those who fly, well, she leaves them flying. Now their wings are strong. What about the weak? If some little eagle is going to drop. So the mother flies quickly under this weak eagle and carries this little eagle on the wing of the mother and put them again on the nest. Why she puts them in nest among thorns? In order not to be comfortable. Why not comfortable? Because they have to fly Because flying will strengthen their wings So this week The mother will carry them on, on her wings And put them back on a nest And after some time Again, with her wing She push them to drop If they are able to fly Well, they reach their goal If they are not then again carry them, put them on the nest until at the end these eagles will have strong wings. That's what God does with us. Now we can understand Exodus chapter 19 and verse 4 You have seen what I did to the Egyptian and how I bore you on eagle's wings. And brought you to myself So when you left Egypt You were weak You were not able to fly Your wings were weak So I carried you On my wings So God here is like this mother eagle Carried us On the wings And then Put them in the wilderness of Sinai Why in wilderness? It's like thorns So they will not be comfortable in order to be looking forward to the Promised Land and then God put them in a war to see who can fly put them in a test and then those who are weak he carried them again until he took them into the Promised Land Why we we don't have comfort here on earth? Because if we have comfort here on earth we will love it here will not be looking for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the age to come. If the people found comfort in the wilderness of Sinai, they will never will be looking for the promised land. But because they lived their life as strangers, as sojourners in the wilderness, no water, eating the same manna every day, no meat, that's why people were looking for the Promised Land. Looking to the day in which they cross the Jordan to enter the Promised Land. This should be our situation We are looking for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the age to come. In Deuteronomy chapter 32 from verse 9 to 12 For the Lord's portion is His people. Jacob is the place of his inheritance. So we are his inheritance, we are the Lord's portion. He found him in a desert, and in the wasteland, land, a howling wilderness. He encircled him, he instructed him, he kept him as the apple of his eye. As an eagle stirs up its nest, as I explained to you, the eagle push the nest and make them drop So as the eagle stirs up its nest, hovers over its young After the eagle actually pushes the nest, hovers, look over the young So if any small eagle will die or will drop down, the mother will lift on her wing is spreading out its wings taking them up carrying them on its wings so verse actually to 11 explain exactly how the eagle takes care of the young again as an eagle stirs up its nest throws it from the tip of the mountain hovers over its young so looking For the young, spreading out its wings, taking them up, carrying them on its wings. So the Lord alone led him, and there was no foreign God with him." This means we will never fail. God is looking for us. Even if we feel we are dropping, falling down from the nest, but God will carry us on eagles' wind. And those among us servants who are strong in the Lord, we should actually spread eagle wings to carry others who are weak. So, who are the eagle wings? It's us who are the wings of God. And He sent us to serve in order to carry others who are weak. As St. Paul said, You who are strong, bear the scrabbles of the weak. Accept who is weak in faith. Then the last part in Isaiah chapter 40, after he said, Those who wait for the Lord, we explained what does it mean waiting for the Lord, shall renew their strength, They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. When Satan is attacking us, go and attack back like an eagle. Attack back with the power of the cross. Be like an eagle all the time. Flying in heaven. Seeking what is up, not what is on earth. As St. Paul said, in Colossians chapter 3. If you are raised with Christ, put your minds on things up, not on things on the earth. When eagle feels danger, the eagle will fly so quickly. So the eagle is very fast in going from a circle of danger. Be like an eagle. If there is temptation, if there is something that can risk your spiritual life, run away and fly up high, seeking what's up, what's in heaven, not what is on earth. That's why we read in Revelation chapter 12, about the church, when the church will be attacked by the Antichrist. How God will deliver the church? We read in verse 13 and 14, Now when the dragon saw that he had been cast to the earth, he persecuted the woman who gave birth to the male child. Cast to the earth when he is released, when Satan is released at the end of the time So he persecuted the woman, the church Who gave birth to the middle child Christ Because as Saint Paul said I travail in pain until Christ is portrayed in you But the woman, verse 14, was given two wings of a great eagle Two wings of great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness, to her place, where she is nourished for a time and a times and half a time from the presence of the serpent. Giving two wings of a great evil means giving power. God will give the church power. So, when we hear about the release of Satan, the end of the days, the persecution, the Antichrist, the great tribulation, don't be afraid. We will be given two winds of the great eagle. We will be given grace from God in order to run away into wilderness, away from the world, to be with, with God only protected and safe. In Psalm 102, verse 6 and 7, the person before repentance, I am like a pelican of the wilderness. I am like an owl of the desert. I lie awake and am like a sparrow alone on the housetop. So the person who is not waiting for the Lord, will be like the owl of the desert Buma al Kharab But when we wait for the Lord God will change me from owl of desert into an eagle Rabbini hawa insan min al Kharab ila nisr God will transfer me change me from owl of desert into a strong eagle the eagle. In Isaiah chapter 3 and verse 15 For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest you shall be saved, in quietness and confidence shall be your strength. So, be quiet, be still, be confident, and see the work of the Lord the Lord will fight for you today you will see the salvation of the Lord he will fight for you and you will be silent in quietness and confidence shall be your strength when we wait for the Lord actually we will live a holy life we will have fellowship with God we will be above the world as Saint Augustine said I became above the world when I did not desire anything from the world when he was not waiting for anything from the world there was no fear in his heart at all no fear in the heart of the children no anxiety no worry because we are waiting for the Lord so what are you waiting for? Here, those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. What we are waiting for? That is the question we need to answer. Because the hope deferred makes the heart sick. But those who wait for the Lord will never be ashamed. Those who wait for the Lord never be ashamed. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.